This is Jason Holleran. I proudly served for 33 years, culminating as the Deputy Commandant at West Point. Put this on your calendar. World War II weekend inside Old Bethpage Village Restoration on Long Island. Scores of operational vintage armor in formation May 18th and 19th. Nassau County Executive Bruce Blakeman invites you to join him in saluting America's greatest generation and all those who have worn the uniform in defense of our freedoms. That's May 18th and 19th, presented by the Museum of American Armor. Two weeks from today, that's it. We're down to the final 14 days. Your chance to change this state and the country is coming your way now in two weeks. Huge debate. Three states, actually, with big gubernatorial debates later on tonight. Pennsylvania, Michigan, but the biggest one right here in New York, where Kathy Hochul, serving as governor right now, will take on the Republican hopeful and a guy that's become a dear friend of mine. Just a terrific guy, folks. War hero. Tremendous congressman for decades. Loves New York. Great father. Two beautiful daughters. Great husband. Lovely wife. Lee Zeldin, and he is ready to do battle tonight on New York One. This is the only debate Kathy Hochul agreed to. He wanted four or five. He's right. She only gave him one, and that'll be later on tonight. The good news, though, folks, is a lot of these polls, which had Zeldin down as many as 18 points two months ago, two polls already this week, Zeldin in the lead. With that said, here he is, my friend Lee. First of all, congratulations, Lee, on uh, all this uh, work you've done leading up to this. The polls are saying you've got the momentum and you're going to win in two weeks. So congratulations. Well, listen, Sid, it's great to be with you. And we definitely have the momentum. We have the energy. We have the issues on our side. But what we really need is for everyone out there understanding that this election isn't over until 9 p.m. two weeks from today. We need everybody doing everything in their power, telling everyone they know that they need to get out and vote. None of us can take absolutely anything for granted. This isn't about jumping on some board to ride in a wave. Uh, We're going to have to talk to people in our family, friends, neighbors, and others who view voting as some type of a game day decision. Hmm. And we have to let them know to get out. So, yes, we have the momentum. Absolutely. We have the issues. We know we have the issues on our side. We've had them on our side the entire campaign. We have the energy while the other side isn't really even running much of a campaign at all. But we can't take absolutely anything for granted. Couldn't agree more. Get out there and vote. So I got a good story for you. So Saturday you were in Whitestone with Andrew Giuliani, Bo Deedle, a host of others. Then you came to my neighborhood. First of all, what did you think of my neighborhood? How about those folks? Oh, they were amazing. <laughs> I mean, passionate. It was, it was incredible. Yeah, it they love you. Awesome visit. Yeah, so, one of, so before you got there, I'm in one of the local bars with my wife having lunch. And a guy walks up to me. It's a true story. And uh, he's a fan of the show. And he said, I live in Breezy Point my whole life. But I bought a place recently in Jacksonville. I want to retire to Florida. And he said, Sid, here's the deal. If Lee Zeldin wins, I'm keeping my house in Breezy Point. I'm going to split the year. If Zeldin loses, I'm moving full-time to Jacksonville. So the question to you is, this goes above and beyond your own political aspirations. Now you've got New Yorkers making decisions based on your win and or loss. Is that an undue amount of pressure on you? Well, I mean, it's, it's why we're in this race. That's why we're doing this. I mean, I, every single day I get people telling me, Lee, if you don't win, I'm leaving. Uh, I get people every day who tell me that they're a lifelong Democrat. They've always voted Democrat, this, but they're voting for me this year. They'll tell me this is the first time they've ever voted for a Republican. Uh, so we get this feedback uh, all the time. 
sometimes it happens throughout a day, many, many, many times during the day. And this isn't about Republican versus Democrat. It's Republicans, Democrats, and independents together as New Yorkers do what we need to do to save the state. You know, the guy that bum-rushed the stage back over the summer, David Jacobonis, and attacked you, where you actually showed off all your military training. It was very impressively and subdued the guy. He actually got out of jail yesterday. But it reminded me of, uh, you know, how many folks get attacked every day. You, even you, Lee, in New York, and uh, guys just get out of jail, and they, they do it again. So you had this dog and pony show in the subways on Saturday. Kathy Hochul, the mayor, Eric Adams, a bunch of attorneys and attorney generals and other folks. And they had this uh, cute little thing about crime and cops and nice alliteration, but a program that's never going to work, mind you, adding police and then really lying to the folks about what's going on, and clearly desperate attempt by Kathy Hochul just two weeks before the election to try to garner some confidence in voters because she's lost it all. What I saw Saturday, I thought, was a very desperate attempt and way too little, way too late. And the voters are smarter than they get credit for, and they see right through it. This is two and a half weeks out from the election. It's the day after the first poll comes out that says that I was inching ahead, actually. It was the first time a poll came out that showed her behind. And what she proposed isn't actually going to fix this. I mean, when you talk about how there's emotionally disturbed people on the street who need to be taken off the street, okay, well, you know, you have my attention. I've been talking about that for a long time. But she was talking about 50 beds. She says, we know everybody. We know all of the emotionally disturbed people, and we're going to get them off the street. But her proposal called for 50 beds, not 500, not 5,000. You really think that this is about 50 people in the city of New York? And then you're talking about having more cops in, in subways, on subway platforms, in subway stations. Okay, you have my attention. I've been talking about that for a while. But you're not talking about hiring more people to replace a depleted NYPD. They've been losing more people now than they have in a very, very, very long time. Retirements, but also people leaving early, deciding, you know what, I just can't stay. We're not talking about hiring more law enforcement. And you're pulling people off of some other beat where they're needed there because the violence isn't just at the subway. It's It's also above ground, too. It's on the streets and elsewhere. And you have this stretched, thin NYPD, and you're talking about mandatory forced overtime. How long do you think that's going to work? So, I mean, you just – it was weak on the substance, and the timing was beyond suspicious. I mean, it was obviously being done because there's an election coming up in a couple weeks. I mean, I'd walk uh, eight blocks every day, leave from my offices here on 3rd Avenue to the train station, to Grand Central – and I see about 50 homeless people and violent, some of them, uh, just in an eight-block walk every single day. So that number is ridiculous. And to your point about the cops, 4,000 more, Lee Zeldin, 4,000 more are set to retire in the next couple of weeks. And a lot of them leaving before their benefits even hit. Lee, they, they worked their whole lives and their whole careers for this lifetime benefits. And they're like, I don't care. I don't want it. Just get me out of here. What does that say? It says that they that morale has taken a massive hit. They feel like elected officials don't have their back. There's new laws that are being passed that are undercutting them. Uh, they need to be refunded. They need to be better supported. There should be a law enforcement bill of rights passed uh, up in Albany for the entire state. Uh, and in the city, they attack qualified immunity. They pass these other laws that have law enforcement each day exposing themselves to great risk, knowing that 
you know, listen, the prosecutor might not even prosecute the case that they're trying to put together. The elected official might try to stab them in the back and tell, and tell the public that they're the ones who should get in trouble if they end up uh, in a fight with a suspect. So and even if the suspect is totally starting the fight. So it's just uh, it's a situation where people who have defined their New York dream, their American dream is being able to wear that uniform of the greatest law enforcement organization in the history of the world. Deciding, you know, now they're, they're maybe they're in their mid twenties, they're thirty, they're thirty-five, they're only a few years in, or maybe they're even just a few years away from retirement. They're saying, you know what, it's not worth it, and they're gone, and it's sad. It is very sad. Lee Zeldin, the Republican hopeful for a governor, the hope for the state of New York. This is our guy, folks. Two weeks from today, go out in big numbers. All of you listening, do not be complacent. Go out and vote. For Lee Zeldin tonight, the only debate that Kathy Hochul would agree to. So you know what's going to happen tonight, Lee. She's going to come out there and she's going to talk about abortion and make you sound like you hate women. You've got a beautiful wife. You've got two beautiful daughters. But you hate women. You don't care about women's issues. You want to outlaw abortion, all these things. That's going to be, I would imagine, her biggest knock tonight. Is that what you're expecting? Well, I mean, that's what she's been obsessing about during the entire campaign. But the reality is that a few years ago, New York codified far more than Roe. When we woke up the day after the Dobbs decision, the law in New York was exactly the same as it was the day before. And I'm not going to change it. So we, can we now move on to the issues that New Yorkers <laughs> say are most important to them? Can we talk about rising crime and skyrocketing costs? I think that's what's going to happen tonight. You're going to say that. And uh, she's not going to let you off the hook that easily. And then when you get to the rising crime, what could she possibly say, Lee? What could she possibly say? The cashless bail, like you talked about, the just disrespect for police officers all over this city, all over this state. What could she possibly say outside of that dog and pony show on Saturday that says, I actually care about the crime problem in this city? Now, she'll just have to make stuff up. I mean, she, she'll have to try to distract and deflect. She's not going to get to the heart of what needs to get done. Kathy Ogle's not going to stand there on the stage and say that, uh, you know, I, I, I'm going to remove Alvin Bragg. Uh, we need to uh, overhaul Castle's bail and give judges discretion to weigh dangerousness. I mean, there's stuff that she's just refused to say this entire time. I mean, it, it, it is her morning this you know waking up to some new poll and some conversation with a political consultant going to shock her into some <laughs> brand new statement some brand new position maybe we'll yeah. see but that's not what she's been saying this whole time how much time do you want to forget about planning on because you got errol lewis tonight and he's the absolute worst i'm sorry i'm not even sorry he's the absolute worst but um assuming he gives you time to state your case how much time will you spend tonight on the corruption? I mean, I've been around a long time. If God's good to me, Lee, I'll be 56 in April. And I saw a pretty corrupt Andrew Cuomo, but I've never seen a politician develop this much corruption in less than one year in office, including a lieutenant governor getting arrested than Kathy Hochul. Is that part of your plan tonight? I really do hope that, that there's an opportunity for us to talk about it. the pay-to-play corruption, her pick of Brian Benjamin, the champion of the defund the police movement, who had to resign after getting arrested, the Buffalo Stadium deal. I mean, as you pointed out, you have two moderators who are able to ask whatever questions they want to ask. But as you're pointing out, the voters of New York 
want to talk about Kathy Hochul's pay-to-play corruption and her bad decisions from Brian Benjamin to the, the Buffalo Bill Stadium deal and beyond. So hopefully there's, there's a question or two or three on it. This is one of the reasons why I said we should do multiple debates across right. the state is that we have a lot to talk about. But this is exactly why we're only doing one debate for one hour over a month after the start of absentee voting is because she doesn't want to be talking about all of these different issues. She'd, she, she'd rather hide. She'd rather not have this debate at all. Of course not. I mean, we're not going to get to education, I'm sure, tonight. Heck, even fracking. You know, we, we, we blast Joe Biden every day, and deservedly so, for shutting down the Keystone Pipeline, jobs and money and energy efficiency out the window we got the same issue right here in the state of new york don't we lee we should be reversing the state's ban on the safe extraction of natural gas approving new pipeline applications we bring down energy costs create jobs generate revenue revitalize communities Uh, we would be exporting we could be exporting energy to other states we could even be exporting energy to other countries there's so much potential here in the state going untapped and for those who are environmentalists you know, and by the way, we're all we, we all love the environment. We all want people to have clean air, clean water. We're all pro conservation. But for the people who have gone so far as to say that you can't extract natural gas, the, the same people will pat Joe Biden on the back when he's running <laughs> off to Iran and Venezuela and Saudi Arabia to beg them for oil. What we would do here is more environmentally friendly than what. You're patting him on the back for doing overseas with adversaries abroad. So come on, let's let's be serious here. Economically and environmentally, it makes sense for us to tap into it. By the way, I'd love to see uh, Alison Esposito also debate Delgado. That would be a blowout, too, along with you blowing out Kathy Hochul. One more, Lee. Take us inside a little bit now. Uh, what do you know? Do they come back to you, New York One, and have they given you a couple of things already you may discuss tonight? Or are you going there tonight basically blindsided? I have no clue at all what any uh, questions that they're going to ask me are. Uh, it's I, I can't speak, obviously, for any communications that they may or may not have had uh, with the other side. But as far as me, I, I don't have any clue what what issues, what questions they're, they're planning on asking. But do you expect it to be relatively, not relatively, very unfair tonight? Again, knowing New York One is a liberal outlet, knowing Errol Lewis is on CNN when he's not on New York One, he doesn't like you. He does not like you, trust me. Are you going into this tonight feeling like, oh, my God, I've got to fight three people, two moderators and Kathy Hochul? Well, listen, this is a decision for these moderators because, you know, they've hosted other debates in the past. Uh, I, they, they, they're going, they want to host more debates in the future. Uh, as far as the long-term plan, I mean, the reality is I can't think of any time in the past where a moderator chose to be, you know, very biased and to try to very much tilt the scales okay. where it didn't backfire. Right. I can't think of a single example. So, I, I, and I'm—I'd be ready for anything tonight. So, you know, there's no way they'd be getting a free pass for me if they decided that they didn't want to be, you know, fair down the middle and impartial. Uh, so, I just think it would be the right move, the smart move on their part to just ask the questions. You know, be the moderator, be impartial, let the candidates uh, ask uh, answer however they want to answer these questions. Uh, you know, but but the idea that they're going to just tilt the scales and turn it into a three-on-one, I don't see that happening without it backfiring. What if they say to you at the end, you know, you've just been fighting for the last 57 minutes back and forth, and it gets very heated, let's say, okay? And at the very end, they pull a Trump-Clinton thing and go, hey, Lee Zeldin, what do you like about Kathy Hochul? 
What would you say? Yeah, uh, we all listen. We'll we'll see tonight if it, uh, <laughs> if it comes to that. But uh, they may no, do that. I, you know, do you guys I, like I'm chocolate? <laughs> listen, I, I'm I'm in this race because I am not a fan at all of her job that she's doing. I mean, I think that she's wholly unfit and way over her head. She's doing a horrible job on every front. So, you know, listen. You know, if you want to waste a question away on on something like that as opposed to asking something something substantive you know try to explain that after the fact that you didn't have room to ask about Kathy Hochul's corruption but you did have time to try to ask, you know to ask me a question about saying something nice about her right so right. we only have 1 hour we don't have a bunch of debates let's not waste any question any minute on anything other than these substantive issues I got to think this is a blowout tonight. I really do. You are so prepared. You have run a tremendous campaign. Again, Lee, to your credit, erasing a double-digit deficit, nearly a 20-point deficit to where today you're tied or in the lead in a bunch of polls. I got to think she's got no chance tonight. You are ready. You've never been more ready. New York is proud of you. I'm proud of you. Go out there tonight and show New York why you're the guy they should be voting for two weeks from today. Great job on my show today. Go get him tonight. All right, thank you, Sid. I'm You're ready. the man. Thank you, buddy. There he is, the next governor. Write it down right now, folks. Write it down right now. The next governor of the state of New York, my friend, Lee Zeldin. If you've had an accident, trust Gabo Law, personal injury and medical malpractice attorneys with decades of experience who will provide the attention you deserve and deliver the best possible results in the shortest amount of time. Gabo Law has recovered millions for their clients and will be able to help you. But don't take our word for it. Read all of their five-star reviews from former clients on Google, Avo, and Facebook. Call Gabo Law today at 800-560-0214 for a free consultation or email at Info at GaboLaw.com. Gabo Law, where winning is no accident.